All right, hello everyone. I hope you're having a great day. It's a big week, a major week, a major span of really the next, I don't know, 10 days, right, Adam? Because next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are the uh, Padres coming to town. So we got a lot of nostalgia happening, a whole lot of uh, emotions flowing. John Lester Reams on the bump tonight. Obviously, my goddamn left fielder is going to be back in left field. There's just a lot happening on the verge of bad news coming back next week. It's, a, uh, it's an emotional time. I'm not going to lie. The Cubs have a lot going on themselves, which hopefully, uh, you know, continues to move on. I think a lot of people, kind of what I've been talking about consistently is I think we're over six weeks into the season by now. The first two weeks were bad. Everyone knows that they underperformed. Uh, wasn't able to get anything going offensively, hitting the bad luck. Over the last four weeks, though, so whatever it is, 66, 70% of the season, they've been ones in baseball, coupling that with one of the worst starting rotations in baseball. So where does that leave you? I don't really know, uh, but I'll say this for sure, and people might say I'm crazy, but I haven't felt this good about a Cubs uh, position player or lineup on a daily basis as I have in the last five years. I love the way they've gone about it. The power's there. The contact is there on occasion, definitely more so than it has been over the last five years. Um, in terms of the execution, all the type of stuff, having Matt Duffy, having Nico, these guys in the lineup, kind of offsetting a player who, you know, has the power potential but strikes out with a like the next guy up having a Nico hit behind them has been enormous. You're seeing those guys come through in big spots. It's just simple sack flies or ground balls, just manufacturing runs where in the past we haven't been able to do it when you have a bunch of guys strike out as much as they do, even though they're great players and they're really productive. So I haven't felt this good about a lineup for a long time, and I'm excited to see what we can continue on. Kyle Hendricks was great yesterday. Morales late tonight. Got to figure out the rest of the rotation. The rest of the rotation has to be better if we're going to try to compete in this division. But overall, things are moving up. Things are looking up. I'm sorry. I'm really excited to see what, you know, the Cubs do against John Lester and uh, Kyle Schwarber. I'll be rooting for them, but obviously I want the Cubs to win. And that's pretty much where what I have right now. I'm looking forward to seeing or hearing what everyone else has to say today. This uh... – this morale clubhouse is presented by this time by connect roasters yeah. big big product announcement today yeah i mean a lot of people have been asking for some type of shirt for the morale blend i mean listen the morale blend speaks for itself you want to get on me about the pitching not doing well fine but you can't say that it hasn't affect the hitters uh Listen, they've been the best offense in baseball. Uh, I'm sorry, the third best offense in baseball, the best offense in the National League since April 16th when it was when it was announced. And uh, it's doing the job. It's helping out a lot of people. It's helping out the Greater First Tee Chicago. I love that people are trying to interact with the Guatemalan family, the sole provider of the morale beans in Guatemala. I actually got a text the other day from the uh, – uh, the guy who runs Connect Roasters saying that the morale blend, the beans from the morale blend is the first shipment of like Guatemalan beans, like within the last cycle. Adam, I don't know if you were on that text thread, but uh, anyways, there's just a lot happening. We're really excited about it, and especially 
as the federal landmark has opened up, the, the, the top has been popped off the bleachers, which is awesome to see more people in the landmark, more, more people in the landmark, more people getting vaccinated. Um, it's awesome. And again, it's a great time to be a Cubs fan, even though we're still one game out of 500. I think there are a lot of things to be excited about and a lot of things to be looking forward to. The return of so many morale athletes this week. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Is, I keep on forgetting. Is Schwarber the first? Schwarber's the first. Schwarber, and a lot he of looked, people forget that. He looked like a shortstop in that highlight you posted. Yeah, I know. He does. I mean, he's an athlete. He's always been an athlete, and he's a morale athlete for life. I can't wait to watch him run out to left field. He deserves all the praise uh, and all the, the great chants from the left field bleachers and the bleachers in general. Just can't wait. I, I hope the video tribute's awesome for him and John Lester Reams. The whole, whole deal. I mean, they deserve it all. And uh, hopefully it's just a great baseball game. Hopefully it's a great series where the Cubs sweep them and John Lester Reams does well and Kyle Schwarber hits 20 takes, but the Cubs still win. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. All right, we'll start bringing people in for uh, questions and everything like that. Uh while we're doing that, Fred, I we bring up John Lester, obviously legendary Cub, legendary baseball player, but I can't get over the fact of how hard we try to get that Lester shirt out <laughs> on his last it day. Means, that was the most – it was going to be a top morale shirt. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the best shirts that that has uh, that was never made. Actually, it probably was would be one of the best morale shirts of all time, Lester Lights. Adam, I actually think, I think we should just print regardless and you can send me a few – and it can be like our white whale. I don't think it will ever happen, but the Lester Light shirt was uh, incredible, to say the least. I don't know what Miller Light's doing. I don't know why John Lester didn't get on board. It is what it is. It is what it is. That's what – that. you know what? I love John Lester, but that's what makes uh, players, morale athletes, and others just Cubs, Cubs players because uh, there's some guys that go the extra mile. Unfortunately, John wasn't one of them. Uh, but I'm still I'm still rooting for him. I'm still cheering him on. No hard feelings. And also, fair enough, he might not just be hanging out on Twitter like like some players. So yeah, fair enough. All right, yeah. Adam Crest, one up. Adam, what's on? Hey everybody, how you doing? Um, I want to talk. Adam? How you doing? I'm doing good. I want to talk um, best nine because. With Nico back, with Hap back, with Duffy yeah. and like playing, KB in the outfield, all of them definitely best nine, and and, and Peterson playing well as as well. Um, yeah, I don't see an everyday spot for Hayward. I agree, and I hate you know what I don't. Everyone knows my history with Jason Hayward. They they know. That I was the, the not it. And I was actually, you know what, Adam, I'm glad you brought this up because I was like really digging deep into the numbers back into his like 2013, 14, 15 days. I don't mean to bring some negative vibes to the house early on. I don't know. I, I can't believe the Cubs gave him that contract. It's ridiculous. You just look at, you look back at the expected statistics, especially in 2015. They were below average. He got, Again, I don't mean to I, I don't mean to go off on him. I don't want to, but he pretty much got lucky that year. A lot of balls fell when they shouldn't have, and it's kind of played out. To, I know he had a good year last year. He got a, had a great 60 games. I get it. 
Uh, but I, I agree, Adam. I, I don't see a spot for him right now, especially Matt Duffy has to play every day. Chris Bryant has to play every day. Nico Horner has to play every day. That's why the Cubs have been so productive because they have these guys in the lineup who don't strike out, and they're still taking walks. They're still getting on base. They're still producing. And Jason Hayward, I mean, I'm shocked that he's playing tonight against a lefty, even even if it is John Lester, even if it is a guy who's soft tossing it out there as a you know a late 30 year old. Like I cannot believe that he's playing right now. Um, specifically for me, I mean, it's really shaping up. When Marisnik comes back, you're looking at a platoon with Marisnik, uh, Jock, Hap, uh, that type of stuff. I think Matt Duffy plays every day. David Bodie, I still think he deserves some opportunities because his expected statistics are off the charts. He's hitting the ball really well. He just hasn't found any luck. Uh, nothing's really fallen. But I agree. I don't see a spot for him. Jason Edwards striking out a lot more. He's not hitting the ball very hard. He's not slugging. Um, and eventually, I think there's going to be a time where they're going to have to make decisions and they're really going to roll with a lineup where it's going to be heavy uh, uh, right-handed focus or left-handed focus, which is why I'm surprised Hayward's playing. But regardless, uh, I agree. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, Jason can snap out of it and start to move forward a little bit. But it's tough. It's tough because the Cubs have a lot of guys right now who are producing, and that's why they have one of the best over the last month, they have one of the best offenses in the game. Yeah, the, the thing that sticks out to me, too, is, you know, for, for several years, even when he was struggling, he was in there for his defense. But you look yeah. at the defensive metrics now, and like everybody, when they get a little older, they're starting to slip. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, yeah, that's the unfortunate thing about it is, I mean, you – you sign a guy for a big deal and, you know, you, you think he, they're going to be the player. And he was that type of player. He was the great defender, but, you know, still holding on to that uh, in the long term is tough. And I think the Cubs have some other options, especially from an offensive standpoint. So we'll see. It's tough. Uh, I, it's something that the Cubs are going to have to deal with forever. I'm not here to uh, cast the black cloud right now. I've already done that on Jason. He probably hates me. And I, I totally understand if he does, but eventually you got to make decisions. You got to make business decisions. And that's what this is all about, right? I mean, listen, we're at the final straw with what's happening with our team. We still don't have any extensions. This could be the last hurrah for a whole bunch of guys. And I'd say for a lot of Cubs fans, they'd want to see the best nine out there every night. And even if the best night is best nine is uh, in term, it, it does set up with uh, platoons for lefties and righties. Thanks again, Adam. Yep. Thanks, Adam. Press, you're next up. How's it going, Press? What's up, Press? What's up, fellas? How are we doing this week? Doing well. A lot happening, Press. A lot happening. Oh, boy. I, I, I can't wait to hear everything you have to say about everything. That, um, But here's – I'm actually – I'm inspired by Adam here now. I was inspired last week by the question before me, and I'm inspired by Adam this time. I feel like the discussion about Hayward and sort of his defensive prowess, because, I mean, I, I know that, that the second part of Adam's question like, uh, was about the defense. Uh, but I, I do think we spent a lot of time talking about the offense and how to get production. That's important. But the defensive question doesn't just apply to Hayward. I feel like we went through it with Al Mora. Like, how much can you put up on, with at the plate if he's, like, a great defensive person? And then how far can you let the defensive numbers slip before, yeah, yeah. you know, you really um, have to do something about it. And I think we there have been times when maybe we haven't talked about it as often, but we've had similar issues with Javi. I think right now Chris Bryant is proving 
not only offensively why he's so valuable, but I mean, his what he does on defense, his versatility on defense is really making a statement about him as a player. So I guess my question is a little bit more general about the relationship between offense and defense. And we have so many players who are talking either extensions or heading into free agency, like in the general major league baseball, like, you know, pantheon in the general atmosphere how much are teams looking at offense versus defense and does one have more of a shelf life than another do you think i i think versus i think versatility is everything i think that's why that's why it's absurd chris bryant is still being talked about in terms of being traded i mean the whole deal like the fact that the cubs didn't utilize him as long as they have and i know he's moved around in the past but we're seeing it straight up and again when you have a lot of players like the Cubs do right now, why Matt Duffy's so important, Nico's so important, and you play them too like the Dodgers do, you can set up matchups. You can have guys simply face left-handed pitching. Say probably a tie line. Um, just going off of that is so important, and Chris Bryant has allowed the Cubs to do that. He can go to left, he can go to right, he can go to center. When someone's hurt, he fills in. When the Cubs need to go really heavy, he fills in. When someone – the whole deal, and he's been doing it at an MVP level, which isn't talked about enough. I think, ver- to go back to your original question, versatility is everything. And, again, are you going to have – of course, you want Jason Hayward's glove out there in specific spots. Of course, his glove matters. Of course, it's important. But to your point, it's like eventually you can't really overlook when you're struggling uh, consistently. and and you have other guys who can play that spot, and you have other guys who can play that spot relatively well, it's tough to justify having a guy out there in right field. And it's the age-old arguments, the argument I've been having for years. It's why people got tricked when I was the first one to say, hey, guys, back, I mean, I remember tweeting it back uh, May of 2016. Everyone said I was ridiculous. Everyone said I was a hater. It's like, guys, this isn't it. And you look back at the numbers, you look back, at the expected stats, and I can't believe he got $184 million when he hit his expected weighted on-base average with a low league average 2015. It's crazy. God bless the guy. I know he's done a lot for the community. I know he's a great teammate. I'm not questioning that at all, but eventually the defense the defense can't hold you that much longer when, especially as you're aging, and especially as there's so many guys who are sitting on the bench right now who probably deserve that time. So we'll see what happens, especially when Marisna comes back. I'll go back to Adam, what he was saying. I don't see a spot. Uh, but, again, finally, yeah, versatility is everything that shows why Chris Bryant is an MVP candidate again. Hey, Dom, hey Dom one, one more comment on Hayward. If you go back to when he was signed, all the talk was around, oh, look at all the all the war he has the past yeah. couple years and all of that. But – the difference between then and now, I think, is how deeply they look at all these numbers that are a level or two below, you know, just war, like you mentioned. Yeah. And I, I don't, he, I, he wouldn't get that deal today. I mean, I think around that time, if we think back 2015, it was like, uh, I think Jason's, and it was like November or December of 2015. I think we were right on the edge of the whole analytical movement happening in baseball to where scouting totally changed. Everyone figured out Jason Hayward can't hit an inside pitch 
everyone figured out his cold. I mean, the whole deal and to even the point where probably the Cubs look back if they and we all know this, the Cubs wouldn't make that deal again. But I guarantee if they had the information that they did in 2015, they would look at it much more critically. And I guarantee you, Jed Hoyer and, and many of the people in their front office look at the expected stats or the peripheral stats and say, I cannot believe we negotiated uh, whatever it was, eight-year, $184 million deal. I know Jason's great, great person, great teammate, but listen, man, like it's it comes down to wins and losses, and when you're one game below 500, this is where the pressure comes on, and especially when you have guys at the end of the deals, this is where the pressure comes on, and uh, you know we'll see what happens moving forward. I'm uh, rooting for the guy, but it doesn't mean I think that the Cubs should be playing the best nine every night, even if it is six weeks into the season. Yeah, thank you for that. Interview. You got it, Press. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us again. Hey, I got, I got. Just since there's nobody here, I've got one question purely for entertainment value. Yeah, <laughs> and I usually don't try and think like this. It's really nerdy to think like this, but just your opinion, straight up. Do you yeah. think we win the World Series in 2016 without Jason Hayward? Do Do I think we win the World Series without? Absolutely. I mean, no, no knock to the guy. I mean, I think he hit like 188 in the in the postseason. No knock to the guy. I mean, he was a non-factor. Ben Zobris was playing the outfield. I mean, yeah, no knock. But to as the guy, but it as a morale guy who spit, who's just I get it. All words. Every player said he was the guy in the clubhouse that took him out of that rain delay. Exactly. exactly. I get it. I get it. I get it. But. Is there game? Is there is there real respect? Real there? Is it? it do you see it, or are you like, no, it's all. You're putting me in a, a rock and a hard place. You're trying to tie my hands right now. I mean, that's your game. <laughs> no, I know it's my game. I know it's my game. Still, I think if you were going to go back, like we, the person, the person that we should really be talking about is uh, Chapman and Rizzo and Miguel Montero. I mean, what would, you're telling me Miguel Montero couldn't make that same speech during the rain delay? Again, Jason Award, he stepped up. He, he saw an opportunity. He produced in that sense, if you will. I know it's my game, real respect, real, real, you know, I, I get it. But, I mean, th- there are a bunch of other guys that could have made that same speech. I'm not trying to be a hater. I you make you, know, you make a you make a morale video. You tweet it out. You say one dom only I can do it. Jason <laughs> Jason Hayward leads the Cubs out to win a World no, Series no, of the no, rain no. delay, and he can't say, "Hey, I I did something here." This is this is a uh, primetime Adam, who uh, who loves to throw jabs privately. I I, Adam, I appreciate it. I I appreciate it. I know what you're saying, but you can't tell me that Miguel Montero and John Lester and it's Andy no Lester knock to the guys that actually Adam. performing on the field. I know what you're doing right now. I understand what you're doing right now. <laughs> Listen, God bless Jason. I appreciate him. I think he's a great teammate. I think he's great for the community. And, but overall, when you look back at that team, he was probably the 15th most productive player on the roster. And it, it's, it's, if, if you put a gun to my head, do the Cubs, we're in the World Series without them. Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll finish off my thing here and say goodbye. I, I think I tend to agree with you. I hope he's remembered fondly um, because 
offensive production is obviously like the, probably the most fun thing to talk about. I don't know the most obvious way to see people's value. Um, and yeah. I agree with you, you know, Miggy probably could have made that speech. Riz, Lester, a lot of guys who are leaders on that. Team. John Lackey. Oh my gosh. Of course. But I they mean, didn't, they didn't. Hayward did. I hear you. You know, and I hear you. And, uh, and so I don't know, I'm a fan and, and I hate to see, you know, hard discussions like this. And I agree with you that there's probably not a spot for him in the everyday or in the best nine in the everyday lineup. But, um, I, uh, love his take on Chicago and I love the way he interacts with people. Um, so I wish him, wish him the best, obviously. All right. Thanks, Tom. Absolutely. You got it. And the last thing that I, thank you, press. The last thing that I'm going to add to it is folks. It's been a long time since 2016. It's been five years. We're coming six seasons away. I mean, guys age. We're seeing it with John Lester. We're seeing it with a few other players. Like, are you going to really make the decision to extend a few guys? Like, it's a new era. Nico Horner's here. Morales here. Justin Steele is here. Keegan Tom. I mean, it's a totally new group, new gang. And while... I appreciate many of the older players, the players on the 2016 team. I'm focusing on how this group, how this organization, how this franchise is going to build till build for 2022, 23, 24, 25. That's what I'm focused on. Even though I'm locked into the game tonight, even though I'm fired up about 2021 still like there, there, there's gotta be some new blood moving forward. And I think for many Cubs fans, that's what they're excited about and they should be excited about it. It's just funny how you got a little defensive once one no, guy who, who no, made a morale no, 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 speech no, no, no. wins a World Series. It's all. No, it's no. Interesting. I, I know what you're doing. You're trying to tie my hands. I, and I, you do it a lot. And that's fine. It's, it's also game over now that the award-winning questioner knows how to how to get me to rile up Dom. <laughs> so this is all going to come in full circle. I'll keep going. I'm so excited about my future of asking questions. Well, yeah. What I mean, you guys don't. I mean, this is what Adam does. And that's fine. It, it keeps me on my toes. It's totally fine. You need to be humbled. You call me for two hours on a Friday night talking about how there's one Dom and there's nobody else who can do it like you and and the, the organization needs you. Yeah. Some, <laughs> someone needs to cool you off every now and then. I, hey, I appreciate it. That's why you're here. I appreciate it. And you know that. Yeah. I One thing I think we've guaranteed for tonight is that Hayward's going to have four weak singles and we're all going to have to eat the humble pie. If he does. There's no one that's going to be cheering harder. I'm here for Cubs wins. I'm here for morale. I'm here for all the good things. And if Jason, I want him to pull forward. I want the Cubs to have a ton of options. I want Jason to be absolutely killing right-handed pitching. I would love it. I'd love to have a full-on platoon. It'd be awesome. All right, we got Mitch next from the Dingers podcast. What's up, Mitch? What's up, Mitch? Hey, how's it going, guys? How you doing? Great. Hey, so – you let in and talked a little bit leading into my question. So you talked about the future and we have yep. steel, we have Horner, we have great guys that are coming up. How soon do you think Keegan Thompson is going to take that starting spot away from Trevor Williams? I mean, Trevor Williams, the last three outings, he's pitched eight and a two thirds innings, giving up 11 earned runs, eight hits. Like his command hasn't been there. How soon do you think that that switch is made? Yeah, Mitch, I think it's a good question. Uh, Adam and I were actually just talking about this beforehand. Um, I'm trying to be understanding of Trevor. But you could say the same thing for Zach uh, and Jake. I mean, 
Jake hasn't been that much better either. I love the guy, Church Jake. I But going back to the original point, I would absolutely hope that the Cubs are giving Keegan Thompson a chance and other guys a chance. I mean, they have the worst starting rotation right now. You can't get any worse than this. And the fact that we have one of the best offenses for the last month, it's like, give him a shot. Let him go six. Let him go seven. Figure it out. I mean, what's he going to hurt, right? Like, Trevor Williams, he's proven to be a, a solid pitcher at times. But if it's not working out, if it's not working out for Zach Davies, if Jake needs another day, like, give Keegan Thompson that opportunity. He looked great against the Tigers. I know it's the Tigers, but still, it's like his third or fourth major league outing, and he's doing some really good things. He's pitching really big innings. He's produced. So I would hope that the Cubs give these guys an opportunity. And other guys that are in AAA, uh, Corey Abbott, others. I mean, the list goes on and on because, again, there's a new core. There has to be a new core. It's going to be a new team. Like, the Cubs could still re-sign Bryant and Rizzo, but they're not going to re-sign everyone. I don't think they re-signed three guys this offseason. And I was thinking about it myself. Like, the Cubs need an ace. They Like, Kyle Hendricks, great, but – they, they need a true stopper, and not, not saying Morales they can't be that, but the starting rotation has to be a number one priority moving forward because if you can't pitch, you can't win. It's just the reality of it. Hitting is way too hard nowadays to rely on it fully. We've lived that as Cubs fans. Um, and going back, the best uh, starting staff we had was 2016. We pitched absolutely incre- uh, in an incredible fashion. Going back to Jason Hamill, the fifth starter, he had like a 2-5 ERA in uh, August that year, which is remarkable. So, yeah, the Cubs need absolute immediate pitching help, and hopefully that can come from Keegan Thompson and others. Uh, But it definitely has to be a priority moving forward for sure. Yeah, I mean, when I watch Keegan Thompson, like if I go back, he reminds me a lot of Josh Beckett. Like, yeah, the comparisons are like, his pitch mix is about the same, and like his cutters just filth. And so it's yeah. like, yeah, see what he absolutely see what we have. See what we have. Yeah, I think I yeah, he kind of looks like him too. Uh, maybe he doesn't throw it, but totally agree, man. I, I I would really hope that we give these guys a chance. Um, and it shows like you give Morales a shot, you put him in the rotation, stick by him, and he's been the best starter we've had. And hopefully he can continue to work forward and not have like that one inning or give up that one home run where you can really lower that ERA and everyone's going to look at like, wow, like this guy's an up-and-coming pitcher because he really is. He has the stuff. He has the mix. He has the strikeouts, the whole deal. Um, and hopefully that can continue on with other guys like Keegan Thompson for sure. Thanks. Thanks, Mitch. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mitch. All right, Fred, how much time do you have? Uh, probably 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. All right, well, we have time for maybe one or two more questions. Yeah. We'll head into uh, Olive Garden for a bit and then take it out. Uh, yeah. we got Preston Adam up here right now. Anybody else in the uh, audience right now want to raise their hand in and the bottom? Only, you know what? It could just be like, hey, Dom, I disagree with you on something. I'd love to talk to people in it. No, nobody disagrees with you, way, Dom. In a very cordial way. If you disagree with something that I have to say, I'm more than happy to discuss it. All right. Griffin's raised his hand. He's first in. What's up? Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, long time follower, first time clubhouse joiner. Thanks, uh, Griffin. Yeah, of course. I was just this for whatever reason, a kind of a rabbit hole. I got down on the off season, um, looking into. I was just thinking about how different do you think 
17, 18, 19 goes, if we trade for Verlander instead of Quintana at the 17 deadline? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, – yeah, I mean, you go back to look at – that's number one. I mean, look at those that were made, the things to be great about the one. It's that one. It's not even giving up Eloy. I, it's, you know, I, I think Eloy is going to be a really good player. I know he died a couple weeks ago, but, um, I mean, that, uh, that, that's a tough one. And Q did his job. You know, he, he, was a, he was a quality starter. He took the ball. He, he pitched in some big spots. He, he did pretty well. Really helped us in the 2017 playoff stretch. But, yeah, I mean, if you had Justin Verlander, it's a totally different game, uh, totally different outlook. And, I, I, you know, it's only a few, few players away. That's what makes the game so hard. That's I keep going back to, and I know people don't like when I talk about it, but it's why you can't a team that's gone back-to-back in the last four years. It's really hard to win. It's hard to be competitive. It's hard to get to uh, championship series. It's hard to win divisions. It's, it's challenging. And, you know, you make a decision. I mean, going back to 2017, you're, you're looking at Berlin, you're like, I don't know. But I think today, if you had the analytics, if you had, like, the deep numbers, you'd probably see that Verlander was still right there and the scouting that goes along with it. It's just, it's just different, and I think have a, we have a really different view on how we judge players uh, in terms of all the metrics now. But, yeah, it's a killer. It's a, it's a killer mistake, and, and I love Theo to death, but if he probably makes that move, I think we're looking at a much better outlook for those 17, 18, and 19 years. and But that's that's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. You live and you learn, I guess. Right, yeah. And the one reason I really don't knock them for that was because I believe if you look at the uh, numbers, Quintana, like he went from a 20% above average pitcher by ERA plus to, uh, you know, just basically a league average pitcher as soon yeah. as we changed uniforms. So, you know, it's hard to knock him for that, especially when it was more offensive problems with him back then. But that was yeah. just – one of those I was looking into it and I was kind of like holy cow like who knows what could have been but you know it's hard to do that in this sport because it also could be Verlander you know maybe he gets hurt earlier than he did with the Astros or maybe he didn't quite turn things around as well as he did with the Astros so I mean you know it's just one of those what ifs that you can't really let yourself focus on too much and I think there well there's probably one more thing and I you're absolutely right about getting hurt but I think Going back to the Cubs, like organizational philosophy, going back to 2017, the way they were drafting, you're talking about the low ceiling, high floor pitchers, uh, who the Cubs were going after. They weren't going after velocity. And the Astros were totally different. They were on the totally different edge of it. They wanted guys who threw hard. They wanted guys who could spin the ball. I mean, I know you're talking about foreign substances and all that type of stuff. I get it, but you're talking about two totally different organizations and their outlook on the game and maybe Verlander cups here and he doesn't have the same kick. He doesn't have the same, uh, you know, jump in production because of the whole infrastructure that was put in place here at the time, which is why going back to, I know I'm kind of going on a tangent, but as you peel everything back, going back to uh, a year and a half ago when the Cubs totally changed their development infrastructure, totally changed their player development scheme uh, they were a couple years too late, and the Astros were on the forefront of it, and it's proven to why even after they've lost a whole bunch of guys, they're still having a really good year. They're still hitting the ball well. They're still doing you know, great things, and 
they should be praised for it, even though they cheated in uh, specific instances. They're a really good organization, even though they did cheat. But they have produced, and they continue to produce, even under the microscope. Uh, and hopefully the Cubs can get to that point where they can consistently, like the Dodgers, consistently churn out pitchers, uh, develop guys. I mean, the Cubs have done that in terms of the bullpen, uh, bad news, so on and so forth. But to be consistent with it uh, puts you at the upper echelon in the league, and hopefully the Cubs can consistently stay there. Right, yeah, I totally agree. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Griffin. I appreciate it. Thanks, Griffin. As we uh, bring on some more people, Fred, the river is open to 60%. Got some vaccinated areas Yeah. Um, in the bleachers. Curious of where – I know you don't go to the field, really field too often, but where where's your seat? Where you, What section do you like to sit in? What area of the field? Oh, that's a great question, Adam. Um, yeah, I like the bleachers, but I'm also someone that – like I burn super easily and I just sitting out in the shade. I'm more, I'd rather sit, I'd rather go to a night game bleacher, uh, a bleacher game, but overall, yeah, I mean, I'll take them wherever I can get them. I know people ask like how many games do I go to? I don't go to as many as you might think because now with Twitter, it's like, it's really hard to work your phone when you have, you know, you don't have Wi-Fi and you don't have uh watch. You don't have a the stream in front of you watching the game on your TV. So uh, I'll take them wherever I'll, I'll get them. I honestly, I'm not too picky as long as I'm in the federal landmark, as long as I can draw and uh, I'd be watching baseball uh, at Wrigley. Speaking of the seats, I also didn't really think about this till after I asked you, uh, I'm going to do this with morale supply co and as states have been doing like, you know, the um, incentives for getting the vaccine. Yeah. We'll do one for morale supply co of everyone getting the vaccine. <laughs> I got two two bleacher tickets to it's either Tuesday or Wednesday's game. Um, so two bleacher tickets to Morale Supply Co. person. Got to be vaccinated to get in. They have to show a vaccination card. That's just the Cubs rules. So we'll do that. I'll, I'll have to figure out what day it is. I'm, that's, I'm, I'm fine with that. That's not, that's not trying to alienate anyone. Uh, but if you are vaccinated, God bless you. Thank you. And, uh, yeah. We'd love to ever Adam and I would love to help you out get you in the federal landmark. Yeah, well I'll actually tweet about the details of that just right. discovered giveaway. All right, everyone. We're actually gonna give away the two tickets right now to the first podcast listener that gets this message and tweets out at Don Frederick. Morale, morale, morale. These two tickets are for today's game, Tuesday, May 18th, against the Nationals. It's in the bleacher vaccinated section, so you need to be vaccinated. Um, as well as whoever you're going with, and show proof of it with a vaccination card. If you're the first person to get this message, tweet that out to Fred and have a vaccination card. These tickets are yours. We'll send it to you with the ballpark app. Um, if you're on private, make sure you DM Fred as well so he knows that you tweeted it out. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of the show. Um, all right. Anything else from anyone else on the stage right now before we head to Olive Garden? Silence. Fair enough. Silence. All right, we'll go All right cool. Brad, you know what time it is. Who are you taking Olive Garden this week? I feel like there are a lot of players to choose from. I feel like there's been, you know, the usual suspects. Um, who am I going to come down to at the end of the day? And it's a good question. You know what? Sneaky, and maybe not sneaky, but I'm going to give it to Anthony Rizzo. 
he's quietly putting together a really good year. I think he's on the cusp of really breaking out as well. Uh, you know, I know he gets a lot of I know he gets a lot of shine. I know he's played well historically, but he's hitting just some bad luck. And I'm going to take Anthony Rizzo because I know it's a big night for him. He's facing John Lester Reams. He's game, he's playing against his teammate and Kyle Schwarber. I know how much that relationship meant to him. And hopefully it comes out. And it would be absolutely incredible to see him bunt on Lester in the first step. That would uh, be the tank off, off, off of as well. Not saying I want Lester to do bad, but I, I do want the cover win. I don't want to be under 500 for much longer. Uh, so, yeah, I'm taking Anthony Rizzo. Serves a little bit more shine. Chris Bryant's taking a lot of that shine. Other guys have as well, but I think he's going to break out really soon. He's quietly putting together another really solid year. He's doing the dirty work. He's putting the ball in play. Still getting on base. Uh, and I think it's really going to break out for him soon. I'm honestly a little surprised. You had a... You had a... Well, I thought, you know, like when... Uh, like, you know, friends come to town. Maybe you take out the old morale athlete because he's in town to Olive Garden. Oh, Olive well, Garden. just for Cubs. Well, next week, next week. If Shore is 10 tanks, I mean, yeah. You got the morale blend. Well, um, next week might be booked with, with you, Darvish. Well, oh, yeah, next <laughs> week you do. Yeah, no. It's, it's a morale family there's dinner. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. You, you got you to gotta let me live a little bit. There's a lot going on. Too busy. Too yeah, busy. No. All right, Fred, take us out. Big series. The Cubs have a chance to get over 500. The Cubs have a chance to get into the positive run differential category that they haven't been in all year, even though people should realize over the last, I think it's been, it's been must that today. I think their run differential has been like plus 20 which is really good. Again, they're playing solid. It comes down to the starting pitching. The bullpens are around average. They're going to figure it out over there. Um, they just have to find a way to limit runs early in the ball game. They have to be able to stop playing one-run games. If they did, the offense have sh has shown that they can be consistent enough. And that doesn't mean smoking the ball out of the ballpark, hitting the balls uh, uh, onto Waveland. That's not what it means. They're producing runs. They're manufacturing runs at a clip that they haven't done before because of the help of Matt W., Nico Horner, Anthony Rizzo putting the ball in play, other guys making adjustments, the platoon, David Bodie. And again, I know he's hitting 182, but still he's having one of his best offensive years in terms of barreling the baseball up. He's striking out less. All these types of things, Jake Marizzo, all these types of things uh, should be celebrated. And if we can couple that with some good starting pitching, I'm not talking about bad news level. I'm just talking for adequate starting pitching, quality starts. The Cubs have something here, and hopefully we can see that soon and get back over 500 with a uh, back to a positive run differential, uh, and then just celebrate everything that John Lester and Kyle Schwarber have done for this team tonight uh, and for the rest of the series coming right into uh, the Padres uh, joining or coming into town next week. Uh, bad news back in the federal landmark next week. So there's a lot happening. Uh, but thank you again for being here. We appreciate it. Finally, it's always presented by my personal state insurance agent, Eric Valencia on the northwest side, 773-775-2000. the best for home life and auto. Auto, give them a call and uh, tell them I sent you. Thank you all for being here again. Uh, hope you're enjoying your morale blend. God bless you and your family, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks, everyone.
Thanks, Adam Trust, Mitch, night, Griffin, Jake, Nick, Bradley, Kobe, Blake, Jeffrey, Brock, Derek, Alex, Chris, Andy, Mike, Kyle, Jordan, Zane. God bless you and your families. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you all later. Cubs and four. Cubs and four.